Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is David opposing the Matrix. How are you today? Doing pretty good here. <clears throat> hey, yeah, anything's better <clears throat> than I wonder was the last couple of days, <clears throat> folks. I don't know what's going on, but I, I, um, for some reason, I've been falling a lot. Um, stupid things too, you know. Um, last night I fell and gashed open my head, and I think I broke my nose a little bit here, and. And everything else and i got the doctors looking at it we'll figure out what's going on but uh it sure is a pain in the rear end when you you, get, you go to get up and walk or something and then uh, you fall down on your face you know i mean i've fallen on my face before but that was metaphorically not physically um so anyway i come to you as injured dave on uh, on opposing the matrix but you know what i come to you as a smiling injured dave okay um I, I came to realize <clears throat> I was in prayer this morning. I was sitting out with the chickens. By the way, we got our first little egg. Um, it's, it's like a little micro egg. It's really cute. Um, uh, part of me doesn't even want to crack it open. It's so cute. But <clears throat> anyway, um, let me I digress. But so I was out there praying uh, with all the chickens around me. It's kind of neat. It's it's and it might sound weird to you, but it's neat to me. And um, so, you know, they're doing all their squawking and balking and everything else. And and I came to realize that, you know, the things that are happening to me and, and to many of you are spiritual in nature. And, you know, I knew this, you know, I knew it all along. But, you know, you, you get so wrapped up in, in, the, in the physical part of it, i.e. the falling, that you forget that there are principalities and powers and rulers and spiritual wickedness in high places and, uh, like it says in Ephesians 6, and they're, they're out to get us, folks. Um, a dear friend of mine, a pastor uh, down in um, Sacramento, Pastor Tom Mooney, um, he always said that if, you, if you're serving the Lord fervently, you have a target on your back. So I guess I got a target on my back, but I think I got one on my stomach, probably both arm sleeves and the top of my hat. Um, <laughs> it just seems, uh, you know, if you put yourself at odds with the enemy, the enemy is going to come after you, right? He's not going to. Uh, speaking about, we're going to talk about the Nephilim tonight. Um, when Brian gets here, he'll be here a little later. Um, he had some chores to run, so um, he just called me and said he's going to be about 7.30. So that's okay. Um, we'll just talk and, and rap and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, and I've, I've opposed them before, the, the, the evil wickedness of, uh, of this world. As a matter of fact, probably every day. But, um, you know, when you start getting to the nitty-gritty and you start getting close to revealing your secrets and what their plans are and everything else, all of a sudden they start to uh, to gravitate around you and to and to give you a hard time. Um, when, I, when I was younger, I was always a sure-footed person. You had to walk on curbs. And, uh, and all I, although I didn't do it because I don't like heights, I probably could have walked beams and been a good... Um, iron worker but uh, going up 20 or 30 stories uh, without any safety it's uh, it's just too much and I know they make you wear safety belts but the, that little rope's gonna hold me I don't think so um, so anyway so I, I know things are going on that uh, you know that they're doing things to affect my health and uh, whatever you know um, 
my job in this life is my family, first of all, take care of my wife, my stepkids, and my step-grandkids to make sure that they're growing up in the Lord, in Yahweh, and that they're growing strong in Yahweh so that when they take over, they'll have, they'll have strength more than I had because these kids are growing up in the Lord, in Yahweh. And I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I grew up in everything but Yahweh. Um, I mean, yeah, I went to church when I was a kid and stuff like that. But to me, it was it was boring. And uh, the minute I didn't have to go anymore, I was really happy about it. But um, so, um, yeah, that's my first job. My second job is to is to disseminate things that are going on in this world. <clears throat> disseminate meaning tearing them apart in pieces of ten. Um, that's also decimate, um, <clears throat> and to to show everyone including myself, because a lot of times when I get on here, I teach myself, okay, or, or Yahweh teaches me through what he speaks through me, okay? <clears throat> and I know Brian feels the same way. But um, so when the, when the information is disseminated and it's given to you and it's given to me and, um, and it's shared freely, um, my job is done because I can, you know, we bring things up and I, and I show you how it or Brian and I show you how it, it applies in biblical terms. And there's nothing new under the sun. Everything that happens is, is, is mentioned somehow in scripture. Okay. Yeah. They don't mention tanks and airplanes and stuff like that, but they do mention, you know, if you fly too high, <laughs> um, you know, you're going to, you're going to get burnt and uh, you're going to crash to earth. Um, metaphorically speaking. <clears throat> but um so anyway, those are my, my two purposes, basically, in this life. And and the third one, I guess, is taking care of myself so I can do those things. And um, I, I guess I've been negligent in the third one. But, um, you know, there's there's always a second chance. Um, Yahweh is a, a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth chances. You know, he'll never give up on you. It's always people that give up on Yahweh. Okay. So anyway... That's that's basically what our purpose is here, and you know a lot of um, a lot of these people that are doing podcasts and stuff they want they want numbers they want numbers so that they you know there a lot of them are monetized so they get paid for being on and I don't know I just feel weird about that you know I feel weird about doing a radio show and monetizing it although you know I've decided to do that but I really wouldn't care if nobody ever monet ever gave gave anything and by the way while I'm at it that kind of reminds me um. If you are interested in doing that, uh, you can go to Acast. That's the place where uh, basically the show is hosted. Uh, they pick up all the, the radio shows, and, and people can go there and download them. But you can uh, become a member of um, Opposing the Matrix, and, you know, if you want to give $5 a month, whatever, uh, that's cool. You know, if not, hey, love you anyway, you know. Um, I'm not into, into this for the money. I'm into it for for heavenly rewards. Um, I'm into it for what every broadcaster, every podcaster should, that, that serves Yeshua, that is, um, should be into it for, okay? And I've always told every co-host that we have, it doesn't matter about numbers. It does not matter if we have one listener or a thousand listeners. What matters is that that one person that tunes in and gets something out of what Brian and I say or the Lord speaks to their heart through what Brian and I say, or, you know, if I'm on a show alone, 
um, what I say, that, that one person gets blessed and somehow it fulfills their ministry, it fulfills their life, it fulfills what they've needed. Maybe that one little bit of information that they've needed to hear, that's what's important. Okay? That is what's important. So if we bless one person or if one person gets blessed by the Lord for what is said on this radio show, then mission accomplished. Okay? Uh, it just doesn't have to be one. It could be 10, 15, 20. Getting a lot of downloads on the um, on the audio part of the show. Um, yeah, like 70 a day or something like that, which is, you know, it's a lot better than what we were getting. Um, and sometimes, I mean, one day it was like 321 downloads, and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Um, but the weird thing is they're all in Belgium, and I start wondering if maybe the New World Order is downloading your shows, you know, because um, that's where the Beast computer is, and that's um, – uh, Belgium, Brussels, Belgium is basically the hub of the, the New World Order. Um, has been and always will be, I guess, but uh, until it's taken out by Yeshua <laughs> upon his return. Um, or even before that, probably. Um, anyway, so what I wanted to do before Brian gets here um, is I wanted to, and I wanted to, and I'm going to, <laughs> go over some of the headlines that are in. Um, Natural News. Natural News is a very valuable resource to me and to Brian and to many others <clears throat> because it's an OBS um, website. They, they publish everything raw, okay? <laughs> Researched, but raw. And um, for instance, uh, their first article at the top is how to remove radiation from water, nuclear detonation maps, and then inflation skyrocketing and more. So it's, it's a multi- faceted uh, broadcast on that one. Um, and there is a broadcast for it too. Um, anyway, um, so the second one is CDC now pushing fourth COVID shot with no end in sight because follow the science means mind, mindlessly obeying. Okay, that's it. I'm going to read that article. Check that out. A lot of times what I do is <clears throat> I peruse through here and if there's three or four articles that are kind of related to one another, I make a radio show out of it because these guys are pretty right on. They really are. And they're believers, too. So that's the important thing. Okay, the next article, CDC fraud. Emails confirm that CDC officials fraudulently changed the definition of vaccine to force needless mRNA injections on the population. There's no way that's a vaccine, but they call it a vaccine, and they changed the definition so that the sheep will, will take it. You know, I don't mean to insult anybody. If you're one of those people that took the shot, well, you know, that's between you and Yahweh. And um, if you're a believer, you'll probably survive just fine. But <clears throat> if you're not, you might want to be interested in knowing about how to be a believer in Yeshua. Because um, when we die, there's one of two places to go. And I don't want you to take the down elevator. Okay? <laughs> Let's take the up elevator, all of us together. Okay? So if you want to know about Yeshua, Yahweh, how to get saved, what you're getting saved from, because churches very rarely talk about that. There's a Baptist church for a little while I was going to. Oh, yeah, we got to get them saved. We gotta get... Well, do they know that they're lost? You know, you got to tell them that they're lost, that they're, they need to be saved before you save them or get them saved or lead them to the Lord. That gets them saved. But um, anyway, it's just, I don't know. I 
me and churchianity just don't get along anymore. And that's probably a good thing in, in Yahweh's eyes. <clears throat> All right, another article. Continue by, to continue buying groceries and gas, some Americans are having to take out microloans. Ooh, that's not good. I think that just explains, you don't even have to talk about that article, just the title explains it all. Next, next article, Canada's tyrant Trudeau set to implement a policy that led Dutch farmers to revolt. I don't know if you've been watching, but the, the, the farmers in Holland, it's not called Holland anymore, Netherlands, um, are up in, up in anger because the government has told them that they don't want them to farm anymore. You know, don't farm anymore, you know, and I don't know if they're getting subsidized or not, but, um, and it really pissed the farmers off and I don't blame them. And personally, our farmers are not a group of people I want to piss off. Um, they know the land and they, what, they know what to do. And it's like, no, that's okay. I'd rather be on their side than against them. Okay. Uh, over in China, there's been a problem because the Chinese have frozen um, the deposits of millions and millions of uh, people that are, have money in their banks in China. Talking about mainland China here. And so the article is uh, Angry Chinese Storm Bank of China Branch Over Frozen Deposits. That's pretty awesome, right? Uh, let me see something here. Looks like maybe Brian's trying to get on here. Okay. Hold on, folks. I got to. Okay, Brian, you're sending me the link to the show. I sent that to you. Okay. Well, I'll just hold on for a minute and see what's going on with Brian. Anyway, let's go back to here. So anyway, it, it, things aren't good in China right now. And it's, man, talk about a totalitarian state. My goodness. It's, um, it's, it's Mark, not even Marxism. It's Maoism to its uh, nth degree, you know. Okay, next article. In anticipation of widespread gas shortages, Germany announces warm-up spaces for freezing citizens. Ah, well, we're not going to let you have gas to warm up your houses, but if you go down to the local Walmart or whatever stores they have over there, you can kind of get warm and and, and uh, warm up your toes and stuff before we send you back out into the, the freezing elements, and it freezes in Germany pretty bad. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, it's funny how they have all these plans set up for people like, you know, for, for crises. Um, but the, the things that they should do, they never set up for. It, it's, it's, it's tragically funny. It's a, a, a nightmarish, uh, nightmarish uh, comedy, so to speak. Okay, next article. July 22nd is doomsday if for Europe if Russia's gas line, gas pipeline is not restarted. Okay, that kind of is self-explanatory. Next article, Doomsday for Western Europe. Gazprom, G-A-Z-P-R-O-M, I guess that's the company, declares it can no longer guarantee gas deliveries to Germany. It's funny, Russia and Germany and, and the West. Isn't that what World War II and World War I were all about? <laughs> okay. Next article, Proxy War, Ukraine bombs Russian arms depot using U.S. missiles. Well, what are they supposed to use? Okay, next article. Farmers all over the world are being threatened by deep state-controlled governments and corporations. 
If you're a farmer out there and you're listening, don't sell your land to Bill Gates, please. And don't sell, sell it to, to anybody unless you know that they mean to farm on it, okay? Because you get schmucks like Bill Gates out there and others that are buying up land and letting it grow fallow, okay, just so that people can starve. I never, 20 years ago, I never thought I'd be talking about this on the radio. I never thought I'd be on the radio, but, um, but this is, this is terrible. It really is. Um, let's see. Next one. World Economic Forum deletes article claiming ESG will make Sri Lanka rich by 2025. Okay. Deleted an article on its website published in 2018 claiming that ESG will make Sri Lanka wealthy by 2025. ESG, or Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governance, is set to metrics um, by which governments are measured. It has been likened to globalized social credit scoring. Oh, boy. That's not good. Let me uh, do a Brian check here. Nope, not yet. All right. Believe me, he'll call me if he has a hard time, so... Uh, Brian's right on. All right. Next article. American workers have lost $3,400 in yearly income due to unrelenting inflation. I thought it'd be a lot more than that. You go to the store anymore to buy anything. <laughs> you know, when, when I was, uh, when Barbara and I first got married back in 2012, you could you could go to, well, let's, you name your fast food restaurant, because, you know, we do that every once in a while. And both of us could eat for under $14. Now it's like $23 to go to one of those places. So yeah, it's, I think it's a little more than $3,400 in yearly income, especially if you, if a one-time visit to a fast food restaurant costs you almost $10 more, how many times do you do that a year? You know, well, not that much, I guess, but there are people that do. Next article, FDA's future framework can let big pharma bypass testing for various, or excuse me, for vaccine efficacy and safety. Well, they kind of proved that with the mRNA vaccines, didn't they? They just overrode everything. Um, FDA. Reuters got to be a good name um, for that acronym, other than Food and Drug Administration. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry, folks. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Nature has given the human body a perfect air filtration system, but face masks make it ineffective. Amen and amen. You know, folks, I had to go to the doctor today, like I mentioned earlier in the show. And, and here in Oregon, you still have to put on a face mask when you go into a medical facility. And that, as a matter of fact, you're talking about maybe making it to where you have to wear them again uh, for indoors when you're uh, with a group of people indoors. I'm telling you, stupid, stupidity has, you can't fix it. You know, it's, they haven't learned that the red states made it through perfectly well without all this crap. And that we can do it too, but you know, there's a deeper story to it anyway. They're they're trying to enslave us and get us used to obeying them and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's 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 not a stupid thing. They're, they know what they're doing, and uh, they're doing it quite well actually, especially on the uh, left coast, on the People's Republics of uh, California, Oregon, and Washington. Okay, but I, you know, I was in the doctor's office today and I had to wear that stupid thing, and I'm telling you, you know. My breathing, ever since I had my little um, chemtrail thing way back in 2008, um, and then subsequently things that happened after that, 
my uh, breathing is not easy anymore. And uh, when I have to wear one of those masks and breathe in all my CO2 after I've exhaled it, sorry. Um, so I, you know, I, I wear my mask. If I go into places like that, I'll wear it with my nose out. You know, if anybody says anything, they can go pound salt as far as I'm concerned. Um, cause I, if I can't breathe, I, you know, they, they can't yell at me anyway. So <laughs> I'll be dead. Right. So might as well really tick them off. Right. Okay. Let's see. Voter fraud looms by the administration plotting a federal takeover of the 2022 midterm elections. I could see that happening. Uh, let's see where are we going here. Biden, Biden inflation. That's one word, Biden inflation, much worse than expected. Consumer prices rise 9.1%. Yeah, I can see that. Although I think it's more, but who am I? I'm not an economics expert. Um, <clears throat> Senator Ron Johnson warns evidence now proves Hunter Biden is working directly for communist China. Well, yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> you know, there's no getting around it. Okay, next one. New York City. This is this is hilarious. Uh, I you know hilarious in that it's again you can't fix stupid. You know, um, New York City officials admit gay men are the super spreaders of monkeypox, as cases in the city more than doubled in one week. You know, can't keep the zipper up, I guess, huh? That's terrible. Oh well. You know, cause and effect. You know, you do something stupid, you're you're gonna get something stupid. Or, you know, you don't listen to people, and you and you still want to have relationships with the same sex, especially. Then uh, you get what's coming to you. I guess I don't know. I, I used to have empathy and pity on people like that, but um, you know, even I have enough sense where if my grandkids have are coughing and hacking, I don't go over there. You know, I mean, I would if they were, it was an emergency, but for the most part, I just stay home because every time I'm around them and I catch something, it goes into my chest and turns into bronchitis. And Dave does not like bronchitis. Okay, next article. Public schools aren't just grooming your children to become transgenders. They're also drugging them with mind-altering pharmaceuticals. How many times have you ever heard that? Oh, that kid is wild. But he's calmed down since we put him on... Um, on uppers. I can't think of the drug right now. Ritalin. Okay. So, okay. So yeah, you know, there, there are just some kids that are, are wild. They're, they're just, you know, that's their nature. And they usually make good, good military people when they get out of school, you know, because they're, they just are, are driven <laughs> very much, you know? And, um, not all, not every kid that's that talks a lot or, or says anything needs to be put on Ritalin. You know, it's just what some people are, how they are. Okay, I mean, you know, they usually say that people that run businesses are um, are sociopaths or or could be sociopaths, and because they don't care about the other person, you know, they just want to they just want to make the company a success and everything else, and so they're attributed with having. Um, some kind of uh, personality disorder, but is that a bad thing if you want your company to succeed? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're ignoring a little guy and uh, stuff like that, then yeah, it is a bad thing. And, uh, but 
for the most part, you know, different personalities are made a, made to do different things. Okay, um, there there are people that are are, me, are meant to um, impulse people to to go out and do things, um, and some of them are so um, convincing that the people get worn out, then they have to go see a, a um, somebody to talk about it, you know, uh, a counselor or something like that. And so you see the counselor is a mellow person and he helps them to calm down. The other person helps them to get motivated. And anyway, I'm not saying that that's right, but everybody's got a, a job in this world. Everybody's got a, a personality that's suited for what they're supposed to do in this world. Unless, you know, you're a mass murderer or something like that, then that's a different story. But, um, Okay, family defense. Man shoots teenagers attempting to steal his SUV with his infant children and still inside. I would I would definitely take headshots on that one. Uh, somebody that does that doesn't deserve to live. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I know. It's without mercy and it's without grace. But, hey, it's my radio show. If you don't like it, <laughs> go make your own. <laughs> Okay, uh, woke Starbucks closes 16 branches across the country due to skyrocketing crime and drug use in their restrooms. Oh, boy, when things come to bite people in the rear end, huh? Remember a few years ago, they were criticizing people. Oh, yeah, we're going to make our bathrooms transgender. We're going to, you know, anybody can come in and use our bathrooms. It's okay, you know, but we hate cops and we hate Jews and we hate Christians. Well, now they're paying the price. So... Uh, stupid goddess they have on that cup. Anyway, um, next article, firefighters battle hard to protect iconic sequoias from massive washburn fire. That's tragic, folks. If you've ever been around those redwoods, they're amazing. Um, they make you feel small. They really do. They, they put you in this perspective of what you are in this world. <laughs> you know, just a, uh, a short, small schlemizel that happens to breathe air, <laughs> you know, they're amazing. I really love them. I don't go to those places, but um, I don't go to national parks anymore because people disappear there. Okay. Cities in California are banning construction of new gas stations. Of course. Next one, rice crisis incoming, soaring fertilizer prices threaten rice production in Asia. Boy, folks, it is all organized. It's all produced. It's all it's all scripted and written out. And, you know, you just, common sense, you follow it, you know? And yeah, okay. If I was gonna do something to, to cripple this world's economy, yeah, I would I would put a kibosh on the, um, on the fuel, because without fuel, you can't take anything anywhere. You know, trains stop running, um, big wheeler, uh, big wheeler, uh, 18 wheeler start, stop running. <clears throat> People don't drive as much, so they don't take things over to friends' houses and stuff. Um, so it's it's a it's a royal mess, you know. It really is. Uh, let me see. Uh, still don't have Brian. I wonder where he is. Hope he's okay. Oh, it's seven thirty, so he said a half hour. That's good. All right. Uh, let's see what I can find. Oh, that was it. That was the end of the the major articles. Oh, here I didn't do this one. <clears throat> Zuckerberg. Schmuckerberg, that guy, he's got to be a, a human-alien hybrid. He's got to be. He just looks like it. 
He looks like Data in uh, Star Trek. <laughs> you know, he doesn't look quite human. Um, I don't know. He's probably one of the lizard people. Zuckerberg warns that COVID-19 vaccines are experimental and unproven in a leaked video. But Facebook bans you if you say the same thing. Ah, do as I say and not as I do. How many of us grew up under that kind of re regime, you know? Okay. <clears throat> I expect Brian momentarily, so I'm going to kind of start working toward that subject. Excuse me, that subject matter. Uh, <clears throat> well, where do I start? Maybe we should start with the Nakash. <clears throat> you, you read the Genesis account. And you read about a snake in a tree or a serpent, and you're like, yeah, well, if the terminology had been used right and had been done right, you would have seen that it's not, it wasn't, it was a more of a reptilian kind of animal. And um, it, the root word for what appeared in that tree, the serpent, um, is Nakash. And Nakash is an upright, shining creature, <clears throat> okay? Um, many times when angels appear, they have a glow about them. We're told in, in scripture that Satan can appear as an angel of light. And then so can his, um, his cohorts. I can't remember the word that's used, but those that uh, attend him and are around him can, can show his angels of light too, or his beings of light. Let's put it that way. And so when, when Chava, which is Hebrew for Eve, when she was being deceived by the Nakash or, or Satan, um, he wasn't a snake. He was probably one of the most beautiful beings she'd ever seen, aside from Adam, of course. And um, and so she was mesmerized, I'm sure, by what, what he looked like and how he talked. And we all remember what he said, you know, you, you'll not die if you eat the fruit, because when you eat it, you'll become like God. And... Uh, no, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> I like the ladies in our in our circle of friends here on the radio station, and I don't want to offend anybody. But um, so she was deceived. And the scripture says that he, um, Eve was deceived, but Adam wasn't. So there's a whole speculation, a series of speculations why Adam ate the fruit. Um, I tend to go with you know that you know Eve was the only other one there. And if she was destroyed because of, uh, you know, if she died because she ate the fruit, Adam would be all alone again. Plus, he probably loved her, okay? Um, and uh, she was his soulmate, his um, helpmate, I think the Bible calls them, uh, women. Um, and so, hey, if she's going down, I'm going down. It was probably the attitude that he had. And uh, so he sinned on purpose. Okay, so that kind of clears up a little bit in Genesis about who talked to Eve and who deceived Eve. It was not a snake with a vest on talking to Eve. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't a turtle. You know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't anything. It was a reptilian kind of creature, but it was. Um, it was a Nakash, okay, or the Nakash, I should say. Um, and it's just sad to see that all the, the garbage that goes on concerning Genesis, uh, the first four or five chapters, you know, when, when people try to explain things, 
um, out of their own understanding. You know, it's, you know, you go from in Hebrew tradition, when, when you go through something, uh, okay, let me, let me just give you an example. Okay. If I were to say yesterday, I hopped in my truck and I went down to the store. Okay. And I bought some stuff. All right. Well, there's, there's, there's the count number one. That gives you the nitty gritty of what happened to me yesterday. I went down to downtown, Obden truck went downtown and got some stuff at the store. Okay. And that's what Genesis does. It talks about the creation of Adam and Eve. But then later on, it goes deeper into it. So if I were to say I hopped in the truck, I went downtown, I went to the store and I bought stuff. And in that stuff was butter, cream, uh, motor parts, you know, you name it. So you, you go into it and you, uh, accentuate it. That's a good word. Accentuate what you were saying the first time. You built upon it. You got the foundation, then you come back and you built upon it. And that's, you know, that's what you do in regular life too. The foundation and then you let the cement cure and then you come in um, and built upon the foundation. Uh, here in America anyway, I know in other countries they do things different ways. But um, So a lot of people have used that to say, well, you know, there was an Adam and Eve or there was a couple that was born or created uh, before Adam and Eve. No, <laughs> it's not right. It was Adam, Adam and Chava. And then later on, the story is accentuated. It's explained farther. Oh, there's a nice breeze coming in here now. Please, the Lord. Um, folks, see my mess? <laughs> um, I've, I've had to put things off for a little while because of falling and everything, but um, this mess is going to be cleaned up someday, and it's going to look pretty in here. I promise you. And I promised my wife that, too. And doing that, I really have to, you know, have to get cracking. But until I heal up, it's going to stay like this. Anyway, um, I just, I got off on that because I was looking at the back, and I'm going, geez, what a mess, you know? Um, so anyway, it kind of helps you to understand uh, the scriptures and, and what what happens with the scriptures and then um oh okay uh i got all kinds of emails coming in it's really distracting sorry um so i'm trying to think of another biblical account in genesis where this is done okay um i had a um an interesting talk with a kid um he was probably about 20 years old at the time Man, I must have been about 20 years ago. It's probably around 40 now. And um, he was a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, Jehovah's Witness. Or was he a Mormon? I can't remember. No, I think it was Jehovah's Witness. And we were talking about creation. And he he uh, believed in the theory that, you know, God used millions of years, that every day was an epic, um, and that it wasn't a virtual 24-hour day. It was um, a multi multiple thousand years or whatever um and and they always back that up by the lord by saying that scripture says uh um a day is like a, um was it a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day i think is what the scripture says and said, all that god is saying in that scripture is that hey my perception of time is different than yours but right away it's like okay well you know so the first day was a thousand years the second day was a thousand no so we were, we were talking and, 
And I says, I got some problems with your theory. And he says, what's that? And I said, well, uh, the trees were created before the sun. And I said, why are the, the leaves on a tree green? And he goes, well, for th photosynthesis. And I go, what's the, what are the main components of photosynthesis? Well, the sun. What? Okay, thank you. Uh, what is photosynthesis, you know? And uh, folks, I'm going to have to call Brian real quick because he's not showing up here. And I thought I sent him the link. Let's see. Um, copy the link. And I got to go in. These kind of things happen sometimes, folks. So um, let me see. He's probably going to the link that I did on Monday. Okay, I'm coming, Brian. Hold on. I just got to send him the link, folks, again. And Okay, hold on. Oh, the service in this life. All right, do that. Paste it. And now I'm going to call him and tell him. Okay. Bear with us, folks. This is much easier here. Hi, Brian. I sent you the link to the radio show tonight. Just just a few minutes ago. Period. Please click on there to join us. Period. Okay, now we got Brian joined. Okay, here we go. Let's see. There he is. Let me do this little trick here. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Hey, Brian. Hey. Yeah, I, I went on the link that you sent me earlier. Uh-huh. And I guess it didn't go through. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the one oh, you sent me a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should have worked. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you're here, and that's the important thing. Yeah. Um, do you want to make it smaller? People. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here you go. Yeah, thank you. Hi, guys. <laughs> there Sorry. we go. Oh, you're welcome. Just had to pick my son up from camp, so it's a long drive. Your um, your voice is a little behind your your um, your visage. There's nothing huh. you can do about it. It'll catch up sooner or later <laughs> on the show. Okay. So, anyway, I was just... Um, I went to uh, Natural News and I read a whole bunch of news articles, uh, you know, the, the captions, and talked about that a little bit, and um, also talked about uh, Satan in the garden, right? You know, not being a snake, but being an Akash, a bright shining, uh, bright yeah. shining creature, and uh, went on to talk about how um, how Hebrews look at the Bible. You know, they they, they build a foundation and come back and talk about it again. Yeah. So just because it does that in Genesis doesn't mean that there, that there was two couples that were created, uh, one before Adam and Eve and one after. It's you know it's it's uh, you know it's a fallacy, but a lot of people build on it. 
So anyway, so that's where we are. And um, so have a good day. Yeah, just busy, just really busy at work and, you know, driving in the Southern California traffic for the last hour. So. Oh, God help you. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely different down here. Driving is way different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I've driven in San Francisco before, um, Washington, you know, Seattle. But down here is a, a lot different. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah, it's hard to put your finger on, but it's um, a lot of people don't pay attention. They don't care. They just, they're the only ones on the road. You know, yeah, and, but but I know that's phones. everywhere. But down here, there's yeah. a lot of people like that. It's not just one or two drivers. It's oh yeah, almost everybody on the roads like that. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Californication. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so so um, no, I'm doing good though. So Brian, what you know? Right. Good, good, good. I know that you. Uh, which is a phenomenal task. You read through the whole book of First Enoch. <laughs> no, not quite. I, but over amazing. half. I'm over half. Oh, okay. There's 150 chapters I've written. I've written. I've read about 90 in, uh -huh. in four days, in three days. 90 That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's my great. my brain is mush. So, which is an upgrade. Let's um. Let's talk. Yeah, you you asked a question on the phone. I think it was today uh, about um, why isn't it included in the canon? Yeah, you know, have, have you come to any conclusions of that? Of that, or no? I, I need to actually research that more. But in my own opinion, I, when I read, man, I it's like when you read the Book of Enoch, so much is in there that's in the scriptures already. It talks about the flood. It uh -huh. talks about creation. It talks about Adam. He even talked, uh, Enoch talks about Adam being seventh from Adam. And then Enoch and Adam were alive at the right. same time because they lived so long back then. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the garden. It talks about the sin in the garden. It talks about the tree of, of good and of, of knowledge, good and evil. Um, it talks about us. It talks about us currently, which is amazing. It talks uh -huh. about the righteous and the unrighteous. It talks about the tribulation in there. He talks about the millennium. He talks about um, uh, Yeshua dying for us in there. Um, uh -huh. I was like, wow, this it's really, I didn't really see, there's maybe a couple things I don't want to talk about tonight, but most of it meshes perfectly with what we have now. But it, it goes into right. more detail. Actually, it's way more detail than what we have. Uh, it talks about the giants, the mm -hmm. Nephilim. It talks about technology that they had back there. It talks about so much. It's, I was like, I'm probably going to read it three or four more times because there's so much in there. I'm going to try to finish it this yeah, week, definitely. this weekend. But, um, it you know, if you've already talked about the Nephilim, but it talks about... The Nephilim, why they why they were here, as we know, um, they, mm -hmm. they as we talked earlier, I think it was yesterday, they took on, they made a pack. There's 200 of them, 
and they took on a pact between themselves, like a contract, an agreement that they were going to come down to the earth and breathe with mankind. And they knew when they did it, it was talking The watchers. You're talking about the fallen angels, the watchers. The fallen angels, yeah. yeah. They they knew when they were doing this, mm-hmm. planning this, it was wrong. They knew they were going to, they even said, they, they we shouldn't do this, but they did it anyway. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then it, they made this agreement amongst themselves because if one was going to do it, they were all going to do it. And then after, right. after they, they came down here and, um, you know, mixed themselves with the human race, basically changed the DNA of the human race. Um, then they had children and those children were the Nephilim were the giants. And, mm-hmm. and it talks about how, um, God, uh, Jehovah, how he, he basically said to them, what you've done is evil. It's wrong. What you've done, um, you can never be forgiven for it. He's talking to the watchers. And now because what you've done, this is where it gets into the part about the flood. And as I read it, maybe on a show in the future, I can quote some scripture from it, but I, I don't want to do that because I just am now reading it. But it, actually scripture, it's not scripture, but quote what Enoch says. Don't, you know, don't get upset with me. It's not, it's not the canon, but it's very interesting. And it meshes with a lot that's mm-hmm. in Genesis. Uh, it, it, there's a lot in there that goes right along. It doesn't contradict the Bible. It actually verifies it. Right. And to me, but, um, but mm-hmm. what, what these watchers did, what the Nephilim did, is why the flood came, which we already knew. But it was deeper than that. They were, um, when the giants were born, the humans, the normal people like us, and them lived co-mingled together and lived together for a short while. And as we know, we talked earlier, uh, yesterday, I think it was, they ran out of food. So they started eating our livestock and then they started eating us. And and not only did they do that, that's not the main, one of the main reasons. One of the main reasons that I took from this, why the flood happened, Dave, is very interesting, is that these Nephilim, these watchers, brought technology into mankind that mankind was not supposed to have. It was, they were revealing right. secrets to man that man were not supposed to have. And because of these secrets were being revealed mm-hmm. to, to mankind, that the wickedness, it wasn't just that they were wicked. It was the type of things they were using this technology for that God says, that's it. It's done. We're not doing this anymore. And that's where I'm getting into right. more of this as I read it. Um, so, it wasn't just, it was, it was definitely a more immorality going on. Definitely like it is now with um, homosexuality and LGBTQ and, you know, all this stuff, but it was more than that. It was the technology and God even spoke to them. They actually uh, don't quote me because I'm still reading this. I have to go back and reread. Okay, guys. <laughs> but they actually wrote the, the watchers actually wrote or communicated to God in some type of letter form to ask forgiveness for what they have done. And he said, no, what you've done is unrepairable. Your days will be judged. You'll be thrown into hell. It goes into this big, long list of the things, and you will see your offspring die. You'll see your children's and their giants and their children die in front of you because of what you've done. 
because these giants weren't just big, they were also smart. And the watchers who were over them were, were still on the earth at the time, obviously. And they brought stuff into earth that just shouldn't have been here. And like I've said in the podcast before in the past, if God wouldn't intervene with the flood, we would already had the atom bomb 2,000 years ago. If God would have intervened with yeah. um, uh, Nimrod and the Tower of Babel, we would have had it a thousand years ago because the knowledge was increasing even during Nimrod's time. And so it's interesting as I'm reading through this, I'm like, because uh, of what I know about the scriptures, it's all kind of lights are going off all the time. Like, wow, that makes sense now. You know, um, these yeah. different passages that I'm reading, exactly. are like, and Enoch basically, actually basically wasn't as far as you go, if you go by the book of Enoch, he was taken into heaven. He was, he was like John. He was taken up or he was shown visions on the earth. Maybe that was it. But he was shown things. Mm-hmm. Of, he even said he had, God gave him wisdom beyond anybody of his time. And it reminds me of Solomon. Uh, but at, at Enoch's time, right. God had so much favor on him. He was such a righteous man. God was showing him secrets of heaven. He was showing him heaven. He mm-hmm. showed him hell. He showed him what hell was like. And it says in this one passage, um, I think it's in chapter 56, 57, that he showed Enoch before hell was even inhabited. He goes, what is this place, this place of darkness, this place of torment? He goes, this is where the fallen angels will spend eternity. And this is where the unrighteous who who reject me will be punished. And this is who all ungodly will be Mm -hmm. sent who do not know me will be punished and sent. Right. And it was, it was basically empty at the time. And he goes, well, what's this other place? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about the underworld here, folks. He's not talking about heaven. He goes, what's this other place? And he, Enoch is having a conversation with God, the father. He goes, there's other places where my righteous will dwell. And it's a place where they, it's, he's mm-hmm. talking about paradise. And then folks out there before, right. I, my, people may not know this. There's a lot of smart people who listen and watch us, so they may know this. It's just irrelevant. But just a little footnote. When people would die before Yeshua was born, they would go into the underworld or in the underworld or Sheol, which means underworld, under the ground. And there's two places underground. One is hell. Everybody knows that. The other place was called paradise. God made a separate place that was like heaven. Right inside the earth. And Mm -hmm. that's where Jesus went when he died for those three days, was dead. He went in down into the underworld. And I believe if I'm correct, he went into hell, preached the gospel. He went into Sheol or the paradise and preached the gospel. And when he rose from the grave, not there's scripture to back this up in Matthew, I think, and in John in a different place, maybe Luke, when Jesus came out of the grave that day, obviously he rose, but others came out of paradise with him. And, and that's, yep. and that's what, uh, that's where he took him from paradise and he took him from that point up into heaven. Cause now heaven was ready for them. Um, Hey, I got it. I got somebody's at my door, believe it or not. I got to get the door, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold, okay. I'll be back. Hold that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll continue while you do that. Um, yeah, the place that uh, the, the evil went, people went to is called Torments. Um, and I think it lives up to its name. You remember the story, uh, if you've read scripture, about the uh, the rich man and Lazarus and how Lazarus was a poor guy and and the, 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 um, the dogs used to come and lick his wounds and stuff like that. Well, they, they died about the same time and the rich man went down to torments because he was unrighteous and, the, and Lazarus went down to um, uh, paradise and he could see Lazarus in paradise and that he was in, um, they used to call it Abraham's bosom. Mm-hmm. And he asked, uh, he asked God, I think it was her, uh, you know, can you have somebody or, or as an angel, he said, can you have somebody just take some water uh, and dip, dip their finger in it and wet my tongue with it, you know? said, no, he said, there's, there's a vast expanse between the two and they can ne- never be crossed. And, um, and then he says, he says, well, you know, I'm here now and I can't do anything about it. He says, but can you send some, send Lazarus? I think he said, to tell my relatives what this place is like and they don't want to mm-hmm. come here. And he said, no, <laughs> they have, they have Moses and the, and the, and the Torah, you know, if they can't get it through that, then they never will. Basically was what he was saying. And so they're going to have to, you know, fly alone, so to speak, on this, and um, and and hopefully they'll 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 back the word religious back then, you know. But um, yeah, so it was um, you went to one place or another, and yeah, and Brian talked about you know how uh, when Yeshua died, um, and then he rose from he rose from the dead, and then he brought all these people with him. Uh, it's an obscure little passage. It's in John, right? I think so. Yeah, it's 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 in John, and it said that they they rose from their graves and they went into the city and preached the gospel to many. So can you imagine? You know your 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 spouse died or you know your children died or something, and then all of a sudden they're raising up from the dead and coming to you and telling you about Yeshua. That would that would be awesome, actually. I know, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, so it's, um, it's interesting that, um, it, you know, you can follow that, that trail, right? And then you can follow the Nephilim trail, too, because it didn't end with the flood. As a matter of fact, if, uh, in Enoch, it says that they, uh, they turned the sword, the, the sons of uh, the, the watchers, which were the Nephilim, turned the swords on themselves, you know, or on each other and killed each other. And sometimes, you know, I... I hear people talk, Brian, and they're talking about um, the flood. Well, yeah, the giants died in the flood, and I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> they died before the flood. There, there might have been a couple around or something. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't there. But, um, you know, they, 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 they turned on each other, and, uh, and, this, and in Enoch, it says that um, God is explaining that uh, these are the, the, the demons, the evil spirits that are in the world. Uh, yeah. Before the flood, there were no evil spirits. Because um, they were present on Earth in the bodies of the Nephilim, um, so anyway, that's, that explains where the demons come from. Okay, um, and a lot of people get those things mixed up too—that the sons of God were the demons. No, they weren't. They're the fathers and the sons. And uh, and then another thing um, <clears throat> is the second incursion. Uh, I've run into a lot of Christians, Brian, that don't believe that there was a second incursion. <clears throat> There's one individual that we both know that believes that uh, the Nephilim somehow went into the center of the earth during the time of the flood 
and then reemerged afterwards. And I'm like, okay, well, if they went through a hole, the hole was there. So if the earth flooded, water seeks its own level and it's going to go down in that hole and it's going to negate the flood. So that doesn't make any sense to me. And, and other people were like, well, they hung on to the edge of the ark for 150 days. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, come on, really? <laughs> but if you read the, there's another book called, the, I think it's the Testament of Adam and Eve, or is it, I can't remember. But it talks about how um, when the flood came, how the people tried to storm the, storm the ark. Well, a whole bunch of animals came, clean animals, uh, you know, and dirty animals. But, um, and so when the, um, when all the animals were in the ark, there were still a lot of lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. And they were, they guarded it. And when the people tried to storm the ark, the animals attacked them so that they couldn't get into the ark. So that explains, you know, cause I, if, if you see this big ark out there, you know, it's, it's gigantic. Um, the one in down in is the Tennessee or Kentucky is supposed to be a, a, a life-size model of it. And it's a gigantic boat or ship, I should say. And um, if, if, if people were trying to, to storm it um, and there were enough people, they could have done it. So God had to supply the, the means to, for them not to do that. And mm -hmm. uh, it just goes to show you that Yahweh thinks of everything, every little detail he thinks of. He does. You know, it's, it's marvelous. It really is. Hey, on, on the flood, I, I you were reading something there. Yeah, I was, because you yeah. sparked uh, that one brain cell that was still there. Because um, we mentioned, you just mentioned about how they went down to the center of the earth to escape and all that. Well, my Bible says, um, verse, let's see, verse, first starting at verse 19 in Genesis six, uh, 7. And uh, let's see. And the water prevailed more and more upon the earth so that all the high mountains were covered. The water prevailed 15 cubits higher in the mountains that moved on the earth. And everything that moved on the earth perished. Birds and cattle and beasts and every swarming thing that swarms upon the earth and all mankind and all that was on dry land and whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life died so everything they right. could breathe air died including those right. giants that lived those nephilim giants that lived during that time so because it says it right here and so i think when it's talking about after and after that time where the nephilim come from in the first place where the giants come from in the first place right they came from the fallen angels Angels. So fallen angels tried it again, you know? Um, I mean, they, they tried it again. And so after the flood and, and uh, I sent you a link tonight, it's too late to look at it now, but it's a video on YouTube about a guy that found, and you need to check it out folks. And if it's good, we'll get it back to you. But, and you might already seen this, but a guy using Google earth, uh, found some giants on Earth today, and oh yeah, and if it's fake, he's doing a really good job. But they're big, and there's a lot of them. Wow! And I mean, big, like 
three to five stories tall. So, but, mm -hmm. and if that, and is that true? I, we have to verify it. My point is, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Dave. I, I totally interrupted you. Um, no, that's good. No, this is good stuff. Go um, thanks. Um, it says in Daniel 12, I think at the last part, that in the last days, uh, knowledge will increase, man will go to and fro. And I've talked about this before. Uh, and he says in, also in that chapter, sh uh, close up the book, which will not be revealed until the end of time. Daniel and, and Daniel. So Daniel sees all this stuff. Right. Some of it doesn't make sense to him. And so don't worry about it. He's basically saying, God's saying to him, it's not going to make sense to you, but the people living in the last days, it's going to make sense to them. And God reveals stuff right. in stages. Okay. 300 years ago, when you read the scripture that all the green grass is going to be burned up in Genesis chapter nine, excuse me, Revelation, um, that wouldn't make sense to you. How do you burn green grass or a mountain with mm -hmm. fire hitting the ocean? Well, mountains don't burn, but asteroids and comets and meteorites do. So because we live in the times we live now, we understand more about what scripture said way back when. So mm -hmm. I'm saying this because more and more stuff is being revealed to us. And it's being revealed to us as believers because God's letting us know he's about to start the end times tribulation. He's going to come back and fix this mess. Right. And so he's revealing to the church through different podcasts, through teachers, different places, through people he's giving visions to or just more understanding of the scriptures, what's really going on. And so – these Nephilim or these giants, are they here today? I believe 100% they are. Why haven't we seen them? Yeah. Because they'll be hidden from us. Mm -hmm. There's, We talked about well, a month right. ago about there's over, and this is a fact, folks, there's over 200 underground military bases in this country. One of them is under the Denver airport. These things are massive. It right. holds millions of people in these. They're underground cities 80 to 100 square miles or larger. So if they can mm -hmm. hide that, they can sure hide these Nephilim uh, hybrids, giants, aliens, whatever you want to – there's many different kinds, I believe. But let's talk about the giants. Right. So um, I think they're being hidden from us on purpose. Why aren't the giants coming out? Why aren't these intelligent beings – why can't we see them? Because it's not the right time. God's revealing it to us. So if we do see something like this, we're not going to be fooled. We're not going to be like, oh, my gosh, these are aliens or these are – what are these things? And it's all scary. If you know the scriptures and you know what they say, what the last days are going to be like of darkness and famine and all the stuff that's going on, you won't be scared because you'll know that right. God told you beforehand it's supposed to happen. So when it happens, you're not surprised. And so um, these giants, uh, did you talk about Kandahar, Dave? No, no, not yet. Mm -mm. Um, and is it okay? Yeah, sure. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. And a lot of you folks out there might have heard about the giant of Kandahar. 
And if you're not, go online, just Google it. I think it was in 2002 in Afghanistan, in Kandahar, in the mountains. It might have been 2007. And a military patrol was sent out into this region of this desolation of these mountains because another patrol had disappeared four or five days earlier. I think it was six to ten Marines or Army. I think it was Marines. And they never radioed back. They were supposed to be picked up, and nobody ever heard from them. And so you remember, our, our militaries, our military in the U.S., at least for us, uh, these soldiers are very well trained. They're the elites of our military. These guys are the best of the best of what they right. do. And they're trained for every situation, and they're in great shape, humanly speaking. They're just, they're like, they're super athletes, pretty much. They can carry a weapon. And this patrol doesn't return, so they send out another patrol. And this patrol, I think, is in four days uh, walking in, in near Kandahar in the mountains. And they come upon a large cave opening that's 20 to 30 feet high. And uh, in the front of this cave opening are all these radio parts, military equipments, all destroyed and just destroyed. And these guys, I think there's six of them. And they have this weird feeling something's not right. And you can go online and there's a YouTube video on it. You can watch it. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden out of this cave comes this huge man. I've read different accounts, but at least 13 feet high, maybe taller. The right. different accounts I've read, he was two to three times taller than the men. So let's say for just measurement's sake, they're six feet tall. So he's 12 to 18 feet. Uh, the more accurate I heard was 13 feet. But still, that's unbelievable. That's a story and a half. Sure. So your living room ceiling in a, in a standard home is eight feet. So he's five feet taller than your ceiling. And he has red hair, a red beard, two sets of teeth, six fingers, six toes. He's carrying a pike pole, a pike, which is a long pole of metal, and he kills one of the Marines and is holding him on the pole. That's how strong he is with one arm while he's fighting the others. And these guys were shocked, obviously, and he started shooting this person in the torso where they're trained to shoot. And it's not bringing them down. There's five of them opening fire with their weapons on this monster, and it's not bringing him down. And all of a sudden, one of the guys says, shoot his head. They shoot his head, and even then, it took him a few seconds to kill him, and he finally fell, and he lost one right. soldier that day, which is really sad. I read reports that he was over 1,200 pounds, at 12 to 13 feet tall. Um, who was this wow. person? And, and, I, and the things that go through my mind is, okay, where did he come from? He wasn't, he wasn't a machine. It was a blood. It was blood in this person. And so where's his family? He was born to somebody, right? Unless he was just appeared, but let's just say he was right. born. So where's his siblings or his parents or the ones that brought him into this world? Or where's the rest of them? Or is he by himself? I don't think he was by himself. I mean, he was, but this cave uh, went way back inside. He never went way back into the cave. Um, he had this horrible stench, like something had died. That's how he smelled. And um, he got picked up by um, 
one of those double, oh gosh, I'm so bad with military aircraft, those double-bladed helicopters. Oh, Chinook. Chinook. I think they sent, him out. Mm -hmm. they sent a, a regular helicopter in to get the Marines, but they sent a Chinook to get him. They flew him to a base and put him on a, not a, not a, um, oh, one of those C-130. C-130, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he disappeared. Mm -hmm. And the pilots, when they delivered him, were told to leave the aircraft when they took him out. Uh, but there's sketches of him. He's right. massive. He's huge. So my point is, folks, the things that we talk about here on posing the matrix, we try to stay close as we can to facts and what's real because there's a lot of weird stuff out there. Dave mentioned that they went to the Nephilim or went down in the center of the earth. Well, that's 8,000 miles deep to go there or 10,000. That's a long ways to travel to get away from water. Plus the center of the earth, as far as we know, is it's hot. It's thousands of degrees. So going back to this story, um, of course, the government's trying to cover it up, um, but mm -hmm. it, it really happened. I've seen interviews with these Marines, and they're like, yeah, it happened. So why are they trying to cover it up? Because they don't want us to know what's really going on. There's been a plan in place right. for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, to bring in a new world order. All the things we're talking about, the Nephilim, these watchers from Enoch's time, the UFOs, the hybrids, the the gray aliens, all this stuff is all tied together and God's allowing us to find out about it because he wants us, the believers, not to be scared, to be ready for the Lord to come back and to, when we watch things, not to believe the lie because there's coming a time on this earth during the tribulation, God's going to give over the minds of the people on the earth, not everybody, to a delusion, to a lie. Some kind of lie is going to be given right. that God's going to allow them to believe this lie. I believe this lie is aliens is what I believe it is. And Nephilim, whatever you want to call right. them. And so these giants, I believe, are living now. How many are there? I don't know, but I know there's there was that one. And I've seen other mm -hmm. videos and things I've researched that I can't debunk of, of large people. Uh, there's one in Korea, North Korea uh, was leaked. And now they came out and said it was one of their basketball players. But this guy, there's a North Korean guy that was a basketball player that was seven foot eight, I think. But if you look at this picture of this parade and all these military people in line and formation, this guy stands at least five feet taller than them, at least. Right. And you can see him. It sticks out. I can get the video and I'll send it to you, Dave. Mm -hmm. But my point is, folks. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've seen others of actually in Afghanistan, giants in Afghanistan, hiding behind buildings with other people, like normal people like us together. It's weird. And so huh. the Nephilim and these watchers from ancient times are here now. And why are they here now? They're here now because it's, God says after the flood, they'd be here. Why would they be around here? Because there's a new world order coming and they're going to be part of this somehow. I don't know how it's going to play into it, but it's going to be part of it. Uh, I think I mentioned last week, 
um, a lot of the technology we have now has come from the Nephilim, has come from these gray aliens that are hybrid demons, you know, who knows how their DNA is, but they're evil. And I, I just had a few verses, okay, Dave, I'd like to read. Sure, um, no, go for it. Um, let's see. Remember my password. Um, yeah. Oh, that's the wrong. Sorry. There we go. My notes. It says in Romans twelve eight, God gave them over to a retrobate mind. That in these last days, during this time, God will give them over to believe and do horrible things. Um, and then it says, oh, and it says in Luke twenty one twenty five, it's going to be really, really difficult during the tribulation, like no other time has ever happened since the beginning of time until till that time. And then it says in First uh, Corinthians six nine, define righteous. Uh, righteous will inherit. Righteous will inherit the kingdom of God first but not the unrighteous so i mean i should just read these verses they're really good but um go for it yeah i think i'll do that because I mean, um, like romans 12 8 um it's hard to do the show when you're coming off the traffic and rushing to get home and then you get here and you're like discombobulated but um the, uh, <laughs> yeah i hear you you know what I mean? So, um, mm-hmm. oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Romans twelve, oh twelve eight. Oh my God, twelve eight. It doesn't seem right. No, that's not it. Hold on a second. And then Luke twenty one. I'm gonna go to Luke. Sorry, guys. Um, sorry. Yeah, we can't see Luke 21. 21 25. So, in the last days, it says, right before the Lord returns, and there will be sign in the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth. Dismay among the nations, perplexity of the roaring of the sea and of the waves, men's fainting from fear and the expectation of things which are coming upon the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then we'll see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and glory. So things are going to get worse and worse and worse to the point during the tribulation the ocean is literally, if you read this and go in other passages, men were going to have heart attacks, mankind, by watching the oceans and the waves and the turning of the ocean. It's going to freak them out. Well, they're actually going to just die from a heart attack looking at this stuff. And I'm just pushing this point tonight is that there's so much stuff going on, Dave, politically with the with Biden and Israel now. You know, he's over there in Jerusalem or he was, maybe he's in Saudi Arabia now. Um, 
the COVID now is starting to return to California. In two weeks, we're going to have to wear masks again indoors. Um, they're going to lock stuff down again in two weeks. It was on the news today in L.A. County. Um, you got all these mass shootings. It's because God's allowing this to happen to bring in the birth pains of the end times so he can come back and finally fix all this. And so I'm speaking right. to anybody out there who fears the Lord and knows the Lord in their heart. This stuff is supposed to happen. And it's hard to watch, but it says there'll be signs in the sun and the moon. And we had a super moon last night. Did you see that, Dave? No, I didn't. Uh-uh. Yeah, it was the closest the moon's going to be this year, I think. It, I can't remember. It was 10 or 15 oh, percent wow. bigger than normal. And, yeah, it was beautiful. It was huge. So that's a sign in the heavens. You know, the eclipses are signs right. in the heavens. Um there is an asteroid that just passed the Earth, I think, on uh, just a couple of days ago, or is it coming up? That's the size of a skyscraper, and it's going to just blow by the Earth. These are all signs to us that Yeshua is returning very, very soon. You know, and uh, exactly. And to be ready, you know, it's easy to say to be ready, but basically, you know, try to go to church. Be in the word, be in prayer, and when you blow it in your Christian walk, First um, John one nine, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we go to First John and we say we're sorry to God, and that's how you walk the Christian life. Mm-hmm. You just humbly walk it. We all blow it. I blow it every day, but there is so much stuff going on. Unless you're walking with the Lord and really following the Holy Spirit, this stuff can overtake you. It can make you depressed. It can scare you. And it's not supposed to. These signs are put there for a reason to let us know there's not a lot of time left and not to be scared. Right. So you build um, mm-hmm. And the other verse is see. And one more verse, 1 Corinthians um, where's that? There it is. First Corinthians six. Okay. Uh, verse nine. Let's see here. Or do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor um, nor fornicators, uh, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor the drunkenness, or revilers, or swindlers shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you when you were washed, but you were and were sanctified, but you were and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of the Spirit of God. He's talking, he says, some of you believers now that are saved once walk like that. As believers, we're not to walk like that. You know, uh, I, I bring this up because uh, there's hardly any churches now that are following the word of God. There's a lot of churches now saying that transgender is okay, that men can have babies. 
you can actually get in trouble at some jobs now saying men can't have children. It's crazy. It's nuts. And so I'm bringing this all ties together, folks. In the time of Noah, shall it be in the t- our times? It was like this in the time of Noah. There was technology they weren't supposed to have that the Nephilim were giving to humans. Uh, along with that comes sexual mor- morality that's off the charts. Did they have cell phones back there? They might have. They might have. We, we've had a yeah. show on that. Um, we are living in those times. And when I read this, I think of the stuff that's going on in our churches. Uh, first of all, they were locked down when they shouldn't have been. Shame right. on you. If you're out there and you lock your church down for two years, a year and a half, you're supposed to obey God, not man. It says, if you see the day of the Lord approaching the return, you're not to forsake the assembling of the saints together as some are accustomed to. So we're to meet together more as often as we can to encourage one another and to worship God. And then you've got mm-hmm. churches out there and Baptist churches, Southern Baptist churches. You've got Pentecostal churches. You've got some Calvary Chapel. You've got them all over the board um, that are okay with the LBGT community that it's okay to, you're 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 still going to go to heaven it's okay to live that lifestyle you're in love god loves you he he sees you he loves you and that's true god does love us but i just read almost right. homosexual shot it shall not enter the kingdom of god that's god's word that has not changed mm-hmm. it will not change that's he right. will not change his mind mm-hmm. and, and and that's not me that's god that's he's doing this I, I I didn't write it. And so, mm-hmm. and then you got, you know, uh, with I, it was, it's been all over the news down here uh, saying that you're a man and you, they're putting tampons in men's bathrooms down here and saying that men can have children. It's impossible. Men cannot have children. It's, and it's biologically impossible. And that's where it says, I, I couldn't find the, the verse, but in the last days, good will be evil and evil will be good. And that's exactly right. what's happening. It's actually that passage and that scripture mm-hmm. is in our face every day. Folks, stand your ground. Don't give in to this stuff. There's so much going on. Right. We, have, we have technology. We have sin that's rampant. We have lawlessness. We have people telling us that a male is a female and a female is a male. It's crazy. It's nuts. And mm-hmm. and I have people out there that I know that are homosexuals, that aren't believers, that say it's crazy. They see a man can't have a baby, and they're homosexual, and they're unsaved. Right. And they see it's an agenda being pushed to get us away from God, to bring in a new world order, to get everybody on drugs and alcohol and fentanyl and meth. So we're so drugged out, we're so stressed out that we won't fight back. And it says, and Timothy, right. I think it's Timothy, in the last days, be sober-minded, sober in spirit to know what the will of God is in your in your life. Mm-hmm. And so that, I, that's so true because right. when you're distracted by all this stuff and you're not asking God what he wants in your life, you'll believe anything. You'll do anything. You, if you're weak, mm-hmm. a Christian, You'll go along with anything. Actually, if you're a real Christian, you won't go along with anything. To tell you the truth, let me back that up. If you're a real believer and have the Holy Spirit in you, he will let you know that it's wrong. (laughs) He will tell you 
Like very much. That's right. And, and I, I'm not trying to <laughs> attacking these different groups. I'm telling you, God does not see them the way we see them. He sees them as people. He sees the LGBT community as people that he loves and died for and wants them to come to him. And he will give them the peace. When Jesus comes into their heart, he will give them peace that they've never felt and had before. He loves mm-hmm. he loves the sinner. He hates the sin. And exactly. I have I have friends that are in these communities, they're good people, but he doesn't like their sin. And I pray for them that they get saved mm-hmm. because when this is all said and done. There's a place prepared for that Enoch says that we know about called hell. That's for the unrighteous. Who are the unrighteous? The unrighteous are people that do not know Jesus in their heart or Yeshua in their heart. They've never confessed their sins to God and asked Yeshua to come in their heart to forgive them of the sins and believe that Jesus died on that cross and rose on the third day. Those people who do not believe that confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. They don't do that. Those are the people that are going to be there. The ones that did do that right. are going to be in heaven forever and ever with the Lord. First Thessalonians chapter four, mm-hmm. verses thirteen through eighteen, will be taught, brought up into heaven by the Lord Himself. And that's everybody listening to me right. that believes that the Lord is their is their God and died for them and rose for them. But this these giants mm-hmm. and these Nephilim, I believe, are here today, and they're part of the end times. They're working behind the scenes with our governments all around the world. And they are here. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Interesting. You know, um, you brought you brought up uh, the days of Noah, as it would be in the days of Noah, so it shall be with the coming of the Son of Man. Now, Yeshua's words, not mine. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it segues into something that we need to get into. Um when Adam and, and, and I, I call her Chava because that was her name, when, when they uh, fell, uh, we got to remember that Eve was deceived, but Adam was not. Okay, scripture is clear, clear and plain about that. Um, so um, so they, they transgressed, and uh, they didn't die physically. They died spiritually. Okay. Um, so a neat thing happened, and it's called the gospel in Genesis. Um, Yahweh has everything worked out. Is that somebody at your door? Okay. Um, so Yahweh has everything worked out. And um, if you look at the names of, we've got to remember that when Yeshua came, he came to save mankind, nobody else. Okay. He came as a kinsman redeemer. If you look at scripture, kinsman redeemer was somebody that could actually, um, in, in light of better terms, uh, modern vernacular, a kinsman redeemer would would um, would purchase the freedom of somebody that um, that was his kinsman that um, had transgressed or broken the law or something like that. Um, so when Adam and Eve when they sinned, um, if you look at the names of the the patriarchs in the, in the Old Testament, I mean, in, in uh, before the flood, um, and it, it, Hebrew names have meanings, okay? A lot of our names do too, okay? But uh, Hebrew names, almost all of them have meanings. For instance, Adam means man, okay? Um, 
if you went up into Israel and you said, Adam, you say, you know, you're, you would be addressing a man. Okay. Um, Seth means appointed. Enosh means mortal. Um, Kenan means sorrow. Mahalel means the blessed God. Uh, Jared means shall come down because it was during his time that the fallen angels came down. Um, Enoch means teaching. Methuselah means his death shall bring. Lamech means the despairing, and Noah means uh, comfort or rest. So when you put it all together, it says, Man is appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessed God shall come down, teaching that his death shall bring the despairing rest. So Yahweh had worked it out ahead of time to where the names of the patriarchs actually gave his plan away. Okay, now, you know, the devil's not stupid. He's insane, but he's not stupid. Um, so what better way? Okay. So if you're going to be a kinsman redeemer, we know that Yeshua is going to be man and God. Okay. Um, and the devil knew that Satan knew that. And so what was his plan? Well, corrupt the seed of man. If you corrupt the seed of man, then there's a good chance that the Messiah will have Nephilim genes and that it'll allow the Nephilim to enter into heaven. Um, so that, that was the whole reason why the, I think that the fallen angels came down and had uh, sexual union with the, with the women of earth, um, the daughters of men, it says. And notice it doesn't say that they're the sons of men. It says that they're sons of God. So we know that they're, they have some kind of um, angelic connection. So they have, they have uh, relations with men, men, or excuse me, women, and uh, trying to corrupt the seed of man. Okay. And uh, so what Genesis says that, uh, Genesis, what Enoch says is that they, uh, God caused them, Yahweh caused them to go to war with each other, and they killed each other by the sword. Okay, so bam, they're gone. Uh, but their, their sin and their wicked ways stayed with mankind, and that's why 120 years later God brought the flood. Um, and he even says it. He says, man's day shall be 120. Uh, and it could mean that people live to be 120. It could have a double meaning, but... Um, it was 120 years afterwards that the flood came. So what happens when we were talking about, Brian was talking about the second incursion. So after the flood, more fallen angels come down and do it again. Okay. And a matter of fact, it got so bad that uh, there were some, tr some tribes in, um, in Israel or Canaan, they called it back then, um, that were, were totally Nephilim. Uh, Zuzunim, um, the Rephaim, uh, and others. I can't remember all of them. There's six or seven of them. And when Joshua went into the land, God gave him an interesting task. He says, I want you to go in and slaughter every man, woman, child, and animal in that village. Now, okay, why would he do that? Well, because they were all, all had Nephilim genes, and they were Nephilim. And they were in the way, and they would they would they would try to corrupt mankind again. Although the fallen angels were doing that all along anyway. Um, so uh, let's see, I got to catch up with myself here. So um, so Joshua went in and destroyed basically cities. Why would he destroy the animals? Well, if you read in Enoch, it says that um, when the when the uh, giants were here, they taught mankind how to mix animals. Uh, kind of like we're doing with our DNA these days, as of the days of Noah. Um, people, you know, they're growing a human ear on the back of a mouse. You know, that was a while back. Um, messing around, uh, mixing species with species and, um, and things like that. So 
that was happening before the flood. So it's just echoing what we're just echoing what happened before the flood uh, with all our genetic experiments and everything and uh, our crossbreeding and the whole nine yards. Um, and there's an interesting, uh, so you're wondering, you know, okay, well, did this cross over into the, the New Testament time? And uh, we're really getting a lot of use out of 1 Corinthians today, Brian. <laughs> it's, it's um, now God has a, um, he has a, uh, oh, I'm trying to say, a hierarchy, okay, in, in the man-woman relationship. And, and for those people that can't understand what a woman is, maybe this will explain it to them. Um, but there's God, and then he created man. So man is, sorry, ladies, but this is what scripture says. Man is just a little higher than the woman because she was created from the man. Okay. Now, I'm going to jump to one scripture, and then I'm going to explain it by reading the scriptures before it. And that scripture is in 1 Corinthians 11.10. It says, for this cause ought a woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Okay, now what the heck does that mean? Okay, yeah, scratching your head. I know I scratched my head for a long time about this one. Um, but the hierarchy is that um, a woman should have either a father, a brother, or a husband that is a spiritual head over her. Okay, um, and that keeps the angels away because if I guess since Yeshua came, maybe things have changed a little bit in that that aspect where the, the fallen angels will not go after a married woman. I don't know. Uh, it seems to suggest that here. Um, so uh, the woman is supposed to have the man as a spiritual covering over her. A man, you know, again, a father, a brother, a husband. And then, uh, and then Christ or Yeshua, Messiah, he is the head over the man. Okay. So evidently at, at the time that this was written, when Paul wrote to the first or to the Corinthian church, um, he there was it was still going on so that he had to, to explain to them that hey, don't leave a woman uncovered because it'll it'll draw, draw the attention of the fallen angels, and they'll come and they'll try to seduce her or whatever it is to take her away. And um, now you look at modern days and you look all through history. Uh, there's a book written by uh, Michael Mott. I think his name was uh, Caverns, Cauldron, and Concealed Creatures. Very good book. And there's a, he revised it too. It's even better now. But um, And it talks about all throughout history how women were uh, and young children were always kind of seduced or taken away by creatures that would lure them into caves and then they would disappear for a while and then come back. Uh, you've heard of the word changeling where children were taken and they were um, the children were replaced with a child that kind of looked like the original child but wasn't really. Um, and, and we're starting to look at this now like alien abduction. Um, like the people that are getting abducted by aliens are saying, you know, that they, they, the women, they abducted me and they took my eggs. The man, uh, they abducted me and they extracted the sperm out of me. Um, and then we get into the whole thing of the hybrids and the hybrids, like Brian was talking about uh, earlier on in the show, where they're actually mixing the, the DNA of humans with aliens. Um, now there's an interesting scripture if you and if you really want to go into this, um, it's in Daniel. Oh, it's the second chapter, I think, and it talks about the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had dreamt about, and the statue had a head of gold, a breastplate of silver, or you know, breast of silver, a midsection of bra brass or bronze. Actually, it's bronze. The word is, and then the legs were made out of iron, and the feet were made out of iron and clay. And it says uh, when um, 
and it's being explained to Daniel, where Daniel's explaining it to King Nebuchadnezzar. He says, the significance of the feet made of iron and clay is that, it, it said, he said, uh, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they will not cleave to one another, which suggests that whatever's gonna mingle with the seed of men is not mankind, it's something else. Yes, fallen angels. Um, so God was saying through Daniel, through this dream that, that Nebuchadnezzar had, that in the end days, that the fallen angels were again gonna be a problem because they were gonna be taking mankind and trying to mess around with our with our DNA and, and to make their own kind of creation so that if it's possible, they could try to attain um, salvation um, through, through the blood of Yeshua. And of course that can't happen because the scripture is very clear. Uh, another name for the Nephilim is the Rephaim, the Rephaim. And scripture says the Rephaim shall not rise. In other words, when it, their resurrection comes, they're not gonna rise. It's gonna be at the last resurrection when everybody's, well, all the sinners and stuff are taken up um, out of their graves and, and judged. That's when the, the Rephaim will rise and they'll be judged accordingly and cast into the lake of fire. So um, this whole thing is, um, it's a, it's an interesting, <laughs> it'd make for, an, well, the Bible is an interesting book. I was gonna say it would make for an interesting book, but it's all in scripture. So that, that makes it an even more interesting book. Um, but anyway, uh, so we see that from the beginning, the devil has been trying to corrupt the seed of mankind so that he, he or his minions, uh, known as the Nephilim, and, uh, can, can attain salvation because technically they're part human, but they're not all human. And Yeshua was all man and all God. Okay, so it makes him a kinsman redeemer. He's eligible to be the kinsman redeemer, but he did not die for Nephilim. He died for people, human beings. And if you look up the word people, um, don't look it up in a recent dictionary because they bastardize everything anymore. But um, if you look at Webster's 1828, look up people and it'll say men. And it says strictly men. It doesn't say, you know, um, anthropomorphic or something like that. It just says... Um, it just says uh, another word for men, a synonym of men. And uh, so, you know, he didn't come to, to die for Nephilim. He didn't come to die for the devil so the devil could have a second chance. He didn't come to die for those angels that sinned before the flood and pleaded with him that they, they could be forgiven. And, and just think about that, you know, guys, um, you have these angels that have been with living with God or created by God, of course, but we're living with God. We're living in perfection, um, in, a, in a perfect, pristine creation. Because um, there, there is a physical form to heaven, I do believe. Um, it is spiritual, but it's physical at the same time. It's hard to explain. But living in that atmosphere of perfection and beauty and love and peace and harmony and everything else, and having the gall to say, I don't want that. I want to sin with those women down there, you know. That, that is a blatant, it, you know, talk about fallen. They weren't even fallen. They, they left their first estate. Scripture says that they left their first estate. Mankind, you and I, we didn't leave our first estate. One of our, our ancestors did, Adam, because he wanted to be like God. But, well, supposedly, that's what Scripture tends to suggest. And um, But the rest of us are paying for it, so to speak. And it's been generation after thousands of years after 
decades after millennia, you know. And um, so mankind has a second chance. And if you don't know him, realize that the fallen angels will not get a second chance. You will. Okay. And it's important that if you haven't taken that second chance, that you do it. And as soon as you can, because, you know, you could have a heart attack tonight. You could, you know, you could have taken the shot, the, 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 the uh, COVID shot, and uh, have a coronary tonight. You could have a stroke tonight and not have the chance to do what, what you should do. You know, it's, it's very imperative that, um, you know, the, basically the house is on fire and you have to do something to keep from burning up. Okay. And the only way you're going to do that is if you know Yeshua. If you personally know him, you worship him and you love him and he's your Lord and you are, you are his servant. So it's, it's critical that in this day and age, when, when, when there's black and white, there's, there's really no color anymore. Okay. And I'm not talking about races for those who are going to write a letter. I'm just talking about the state of things that are. Um, so there's, there's good and there's bad. There's black and there's white. There's, you know, um, you know, use whatever analogy you want to use for that, but realize that um, there's a demarcation line and you've got to be on one side or the other. You can't be straddling the middle. People people have done that for centuries, straddled the middle, only to realize at the end that they couldn't do it. Um, you know, I, I knew you not is what she was going to talk to people like that. You know, I, yeah, yeah, you might have been the best person in the world, fed the poor and and, and gave this guy water and stuff like that, but uh, you didn't love me. You didn't know me, so I knew you not. And I think he says, go into, go into a place filled with fire and brims. I can't remember exactly what it says, but he basically cast them into hell. And um, so if you're going to hate God, then hate him, okay? But if you have in your heart uh, a, a desire for love and perfection and, and uh eternal bliss and you name it, um, then you need to get on the other side of the line. You need to get on uh, Yeshua's side of the line and and, um, and come to know him and come to love him and come to worship him because he's the only one that's going to pull your bacon out, off the fire, man. He's, he's the only one that can do it. And um, so, you know, and in a way, I've kind of put you in a hard spot. Brian and I both have because now you know the truth. And you have to act on the truth. Um, you can't not hear this message. You can't erase it from your brain. <laughs> you know, you've heard the truth and you have to make a decision about it now. And um, if you're mad at me or Brian for that, well, you know, I'm, we're not sorry, or I'm not anyway, because you needed to hear the truth. You need to know that you're, you're lost and you need to be saved. And you need to make that decision as soon as possible so that whether it be you dying from a stroke tonight, a, a heart attack, a nuclear explosion above your head, you know, the, finally the Russians deliver what they're talking about. Um, you know, no matter what it be, you're covered, man. It's the best insurance policy in the entire universe. And um, because it's a win-win, <clears throat> you know, if you, Paul said to live as, to live as Christ, to die is gain. So when you're living for, for Yeshua, for Messiah, you're living for him and you're prospering for him and, and in yourself too, because knowing him is prospering. And um, and when you die, you go to heaven to be with him forever. So 
it's a win-win situation. And you don't get very many of those in this world. And when they come along, you really got to go for it. So um, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. And, uh, it, you know, it needed to be said, and Brian said it, and I said it. So now everybody's without excuse that's watching this or listening to this. So uh, I wish I would say I'm sorry, but I can't. <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> go ahead, Brian. Right. Yours. Thanks, Dave. Um, I had some background noise here. I had to mute. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, what you said, it's 100% right. It's like, if you don't have the Lord in your life, you don't have life. If you don't have Yeshua in your heart, right. you are under a curse of sin that the only way out is to ask Yeshua in your heart to forgive you of your sins and to come into your life. And we've all heard this. It's preached on street corners. You hear it on the radio. You see it on television. You see these mega churches preaching it. Some are bad. Some are good. Some are okay. So it's been so watered down over the years and so in our face. And then you see the hypocrisy of these teachers and pastors and and so people have grown numb to hearing the gospel and the good news of salvation. But the fact doesn't change. Uh-huh. That's the only way to heaven. So if you're hearing us tonight, you think I've heard this before, yada, yada, yada. I went to church and my, you know, I've seen the hypocrisy. Yeah, there, is, there are hypocrites in churches, but there also are good people in churches. There also is the Holy Spirit living in good people in the churches. And it doesn't change the fact Mm -hmm. that everyone listening to us and watching us one day is going to die, including us. And when you die, your your soul is going to go to either heaven or hell. There's no way around it. Atheists have been trying to disprove it. They can't do it. There's evidence everywhere. It says even creation itself, just the oceans and the great beauty of this planet, declare there is a God. You look at this stuff and you're thinking, right. this is not an accident. Somebody designed this. It actually has been designed by somebody. It's too, It's just too many variables that had to come together to make what we see. So mm-hmm. uh, on our shows, like tonight with the Nephilim we're talking about and, and these giants, this isn't to s- sensationalize things so you will watch this video or, or, or whatever that is. It's the truth. Goliath was a giant. Everybody knows Goliath in the Bible. He was about 10 feet tall. Right. The tip of his spear weighed 16 pounds. The tip of his spear was the weight of a bowling ball. Okay. He had to have yeah. a, 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 he had to have somebody carry his shield for him. Cause back in those days, they had a shield bearer would carry his weapons with him into battle. The shield weighed 160 pounds. <laughs> you can look it up. Ooh. And so this man. this man was 10 feet tall, weighed hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of pounds, maybe 70, 900 pounds. I don't know. He's big. He had five brothers that were just as big. I read articles today that say that he wasn't a Nephilim. He was just a big person. But I don't think so. He was a Nephilim. He was. That's impossible. Was, uh, what's that? Oh, go ahead, Dave. I said that's impossible. He can't. Yeah. He wasn't because just gigantism is, is an individual and, thing. And then I've read yeah. things today, Dave, online and articles that from different 
pastors, different opinions that, well, then the NBA basketball players are Nephilim because they're seven feet tall. He goes, no, they're just tall people. And I'm like, there's a difference between a Nephilim right. and some human that's over seven feet. Nephilim right. have two rows of teeth, six fingers, six toes, red hair, super strength. You can be tall, like the tallest man, the tallest human that we know of, uh, died of 40 years ago. I can't remember his name. He was uh, eight foot 11, nine foot. There's pictures of him. You can go see on, on Robert Ludlow. Yeah, he was a person. He was a Robert human. Ludlow. He had a soul. Yeah. He was a, he was born of a woman. He was a human. But as you see, he had a lot of deformities because humans like us are not made to be that big, that big, nine feet. Right. And so he had deformities that went along with that. He had back problems, knee problems. He died young. I think he died at 40. I'm talking about beings that grow way taller than that, that aren't deformed, that aren't having back problems, that are huge people. Right. that are um, for their height and strength are dozens of times stronger than a normal man. Dozens of times. Mm-hmm. That one Nephilim giant, a giant that's Goliath, if he was here today, you know, the w, was it the WWS, World Federation of, you know, the, the wrestling. Yeah. Um, it would take 10 Hulk Hogan's to bring him down and they may not be able to do it. Yeah. Because I've done a lot of studying on these these beings. They had muscle strands that were thicker than ours. Their bones were denser than ours. They said they had, their biceps had extra muscles in their biceps, in their triceps, uh, things I've read, just theories of scientists of how strong these people were, that, that Goliath could run faster than a horse in his day. He could pick up a horse and throw it like a cat. Wow. You know, so it's not that they were just uh-huh. tall. They were strong and they were intelligent. And um, and they, uh, like Goliath, he would mock the sons of Israel. He would mock the Israelites. You know, send out your strongest guy. Arrogant, boastful, prideful, demonic beings that, uh, and Dave mentioned that Joshua and the, and the giants in the land, these giants were... 12 to 15 feet tall or taller because they were grasshoppers in their sight. And the Jews, even now, um, they're not super tall, most Jews. You know, 5'8 to 5'10, maybe some over 6'6'4, six, six, but not a lot. These guys were twice to three times taller. Um, that's why the spies came right. back and Tim were so scared. We're the grasshoppers. How tall does a person have to be for you to feel like you're a grasshopper? Um, I saw a guy exactly. at Trader Joe's uh, last weekend. He works for them in the, where I live. He worked for them. Uh, he was seven. He was seven feet, and he wow. he stuck. I, I've seen you know. I, I've, I have friends and family that are six four, six five. That's tall, but this guy stuck out from a distance. Right. People were walking by. His tall is the highest shelf at Trader Joe's. He was eyeball with wow. the tallest ship. And and I oh, talked man. to somebody there and they said, Yeah, he's seven feet tall. He's a young guy too. Thin, young. Uh-huh. And he stood out. Can you imagine somebody twelve or fifteen feet? Or ten feet? Yeah. Really. And so and the strength that goes behind that. You know, so mm-hmm. um 
you know, it's, if things are, you know, I said it earlier on the podcast, Dave, and I know it's getting late. Um, things are being revealed to us as believers every day. Things are making more right. sense now. Like the pandemic and what it did and take our freedoms away. We can see now the one world order trying to bring in their agenda. It's on, I mean, they've actually said it. I can't remember, was it Biden or one of his one of his uh, subordinates said that, that we're bringing in the new world order. They actually said it. Yeah. And that's what's happening. And we got to wake up. We got to wake up because until the Lord comes back, do you want to live? And I'm going to speak to anybody who's watching us from America In America. Do you want to live in a country where you're told you can't buy a house because not because your credit score, but your social score, China has a social score. So, and the social score is determined by what you say and do socially. So if you come, if you say the vaccines are wrong, your social score just dropped. If you say you don't believe in gay marriage, your social score just dropped. If you say you are against abortion, your social score just dropped. So in China, when you buy a house, or you don't buy a house, but when you buy things there, it's based on credit and it's based on your social score. Folks, that's here. That's coming to America very, very, very soon. You're going to be persecuted by your beliefs, not by your by your credit score. It, it, it's coming. And the only way to push back in America is we need to vote. Everybody needs to come out and vote in the fall and get rid of these wackadoos. But even then, right, I agree. it's still going to be pushing on us. It's still going to be coming on us because we're in the last days. We have to fight every day in our schools. You have to have morals in your job. When they say something, you know it's not right, you got to have a voice. It doesn't mean you yell and scream and cuss at your boss. Mm-hmm. You just got to stand up what's right. Um, who was it was on the news yesterday a tennis player was not allowed to play in the U.S. Open in America because he wasn't vaccinated. And you know what he did? Okay, I'm not going to play. What? He's not going to play, and he's not playing because he's not vaccinated. He could have just been all upset, but he said, "Okay, I won't play. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get the shot. Mm-hmm. I don't believe the shot. I need the shot." And and as everybody knows this. Right. The shots don't work. It's not a vaccine. It will kill you. It will hurt you. Don't take it. Come on. There's so much stuff. Even the mainstream media is saying that it's not effective against the virus anymore. It it just it's the, their thing now right. is you don't get as sick. Well, how do you prove that? Uh-huh. There's no way to prove that you don't get as sick. Well, how do you know? You never know. That's stupid. So, mm-hmm. folks and everybody watching and listening who's watched this for a long time know. They're not on board with the vaccines. And if you are, if you've taken the vaccine, don't do it anymore. And we said before, go look online. There's things you can take to build your immune system back up to help you. But don't do it anymore. It's, it's, right. it's, it, and the monkeypox thing that's coming around, it's, it's, bull, it's bull garbage. It's just, it's a lie. And the, now they're pushing flu right. shots and this shot and that shot. I've never seen so many drug commercials on television as I see every day now. And the side effects are worse. I know, than it's ridiculous. They're, 
everywhere. They're selling everything for everything. Yeah. And, and so it's all about money. And so going back to our main topic tonight, everything is setting up. The Nephilim are here. It says in the scriptures that they were here after the flood. I believe they're here now. There's gray aliens. There's these giants. There's this, that, and the other thing. They're all forms, shapes, and sizes. But just so you know, they're demonic. Every one of them is demonic. They hate God. They hate you. They hate me. And they want nothing better than to destroy our 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 country and our, our man and humanity. And that's why there's a big push for hybrids. There's a big push for um, uh, CRISPR to de- change the DNA of a human. Now they're talking about virtual reality that pretty soon you'll be able to wear these glasses wherever you go and be in a, a metaverse. I think it's called metaverse. And it's, they're, they're, they're doing everything they can, Dave, to run from God. Humanity is going as yeah. far away from God as they can. And it reminds me in Psalms, they say, we will tear our fetters from God. We will break our chains from God, and we will do what we want to do. And God says he sits in the heavens and laughs, and he mocks them. And he will destroy them in his anger. Right. And he will put his son on Mount Zion, and he will rule with a rod of iron. That's what's going to happen. And it's coming very, very soon. Exactly. Um, I could say with 100% certainty, the way things were three or four years ago before COVID, we're never going to go back there. It's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. It's going right. to get weirder. It's going to get stranger. But it's supposed to. Because Yeshua mm-hmm. is coming back to fix it. And that's what it says. It says right. in Matthew 24, it says in different places in Luke, that this is supposed to happen. And there's a time coming mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. It says, um, no one will say you need to know the Lord for all will know the Lord. So there's a time coming where right. every person on the earth will know the Lord. That's not right now, but it's coming. Exactly. I know it's late. It's nine o'clock, babe. Exactly. Oh, my goodness, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, folks. Well, man, this went fast. <laughs> it went fast. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. <laughs> um, folks, we want to thank you for, for listening tonight, and uh, hope you got something out of what we had to say. Um, if uh, anything pricked your heart or your ears, um, you want to write to us, go ahead. You know, uh, we'll be glad to answer you. Uh, nobody came into the chat room tonight. That's yeah, I see that. Yeah, but um, that that happens from time to time. But um, anyway, folks, um, again, we're on from Monday. We're on Mondays, and we're on uh, well, I'm on Mondays, and we're both on Thursdays. And um, you're always welcome to, to listen to us, to be with us. We're live on Twitter, not Twitter. We're live on. Um, I think we might be live on Twitter. Yeah, because uh, the show goes over there, but. Um, Twitch is what I'm thinking of. We're live on Twitch. So, yeah, just go ahead and go over to Twitch, and you can watch us um, 7 o'clock either night, uh, Monday or Thursday. Um, if you want the audio version, you can go to ACAST, dot com, and look for our show. 
and if you want to, it's up to you. You know, no big fetters on you or anything like that. But um, you can um, you can donate five, ten dollars or something to kind of keep the show going. Uh, and everybody knows the show must go on, <laughs> and it will anyway. It will anyway. You know, it's. It, I know that Yahweh is faithful and true to keep us going. Yeah. And um, so, folks, uh, again, thank you. Thank you, Brian. I'm glad that you were able to make it. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. And um, I'll be back on, let's see, this is Thursday. Back I'm on Monday, folks, and um, try to think of a topic to talk about, let you know ahead of time. And um, we, we got to start getting into our guests who have a guest. So we're, I'll work on that now. I'll start. You know, we have our favorites that we always have. Maybe we'll have a few extra. But um, anyway, well, thank you. God bless you, Brian. God bless you, folks. And um, via Candios, go with God. Until we meet again. <laughs> yeah. So See you guys later. later. Have a good week. Okay. Everybody. Rest of the week. Yeah. Definitely. And a yeah. wonderful weekend. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to go, we're going to get out of here. Hold on a sec. Here we go.